Welcome to Rise and Thrive. Join me as we explore today's episode. Hello and a warm welcome. I encourage you to share, share the video if you have someone in mind that you feel will benefit from what we're talking about today. Remember, we are in the month of Thanksgiving, October. We've dubbed it the month of Thanksgiving. We are drawing our theme from the scripture as it is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, which says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, I want us to just briefly today come around the table of wisdom with me, and we are going to explore the things that can help us remain thankful regardless of what is happening around us. Now, as believers, we must understand that our thanksgiving does not come from circumstances. And this is why the Bible is clear when it says give thanks in all circumstances, which simply means circumstances will vary from day to day, from time to time, depending on what season you are in in your life. So whether things are good or things are bad, we are to give thanks. The normal thing and in many circumstances is that we wait for things to go right before we can give thanks. It's human nature. And that's why the world subscribes to that kind of thanksgiving, which is linked to something good. But the Bible encourages us that we are to be thankful in every circumstance. Now, I have to be clear here that we are not encouraged here to thank God for the bad things that happen. The Bible says in every circumstance, it doesn't say for every circumstance. So that's what we mean from the perspective of First Thessalonians when we say give thanks in all circumstances. So you're not thanking God for the bad event that has happened to you, but you're giving thanks that even in that circumstance, God is still present. Now the Bible does tell us again that there is no temptation that has befallen you as a believer that is not common to other people. And with that temptation, God provides a way of escape. And so when we have that perspective, when we are approaching this um, topic of thanksgiving, then we understand that thanksgiving is not about being in the mood for it. In fact, it is, um, it is a command that we are to give thanks it doesn't say if you feel like you should give thanks. It just starts by saying, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So when you give thanks, number one, you're walking in the will of God. Number two, you are obeying the command to be thankful in all circumstances. And uh, Thirdly, you are pleasing God because when we walk in the will of God, we fulfill what he has called us to do here on earth. So thanksgiving is a way that you can bring pleasure to the heart of God. When you give thanks, especially in circumstances that don't look like, you know, they should invoke thanksgiving from you. That's when that kind of thanksgiving comes from a place that is beyond this world, a place that is beyond your feelings, a place that is beyond your your um 
your desires. It comes from a spiritual place that begins to dismantle now the physical feelings that negative circumstances bring to you. So thanksgiving is a powerful tool for releasing yourself out of um, depression, out of negativity, out of hopelessness. When you begin to give thanks, you begin to undo what your mind and your body is trying to do in a negative circumstance. Now we see here the Bible is saying, give thanks in all circumstances. So this tells us or gives us an idea that thanksgiving should be our daily habit. It should be something that we do all the time. And so every single day, this is a choice that we need to make for ourselves, for our families, for our workplace, wherever God puts us in any particular situation, we need to know that it is an assignment that God has given us and we need to choose to obey and walk in that thanksgiving. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So this is true when you become a person of thanksgiving because when you give thanks in circumstances that are negative, it is a spiritual act. It means you do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so when you engage the Holy Spirit and you begin to be thankful, you begin to be grateful, then your, you, you know, your heart is, is saturated with the love of God because you know that circumstances don't change, that God deserves your thanks. And so love begins to build up and well up out of you to others. People can tell when you are a person that is grateful. People can sense, people can pick up and they connect to that spirit of gratitude. So you become a person that emanates the love of God. The joy of the Lord becomes your portion. There is no person that is full of thanksgiving that is not joyous. Joy and thanksgiving go together. When you are grateful for life itself, when you're grateful for the little things that people consider to be little, when you're thankful for such things, you become a source of joy. Joy becomes your daily you know, expression. And also you experience peace. There's a peace that comes with thanksgiving because what thanksgiving does, it removes worry, it removes um, it removes complaining, it removes uh, that spirit of frustration, of thinking that God hasn't come through for you or God has not been fair to you or the world has not been fair to you. So you adopt that posture of peace when you begin to give thanks and you become patient because when you're giving thanks in all circumstances you are not waiting on the situation to get better you're not waiting for things to work in your favor before you can give thanks so you begin to exude patience. You begin to enjoy a life of patience, a life of calm, a life of knowing that God is in control. And then you exude kindness as well. When you are a thankful person, you are kind to others because you are not 
living a life of entitlement where when you see people you think of what can they do for me or what haven't they done for me it's always about you about what you desire to do about your vision about your comfort you know but when you are a person that's grateful you are content with what you have and that makes you kind towards others because you want the same for them you want the best for them and uh, gratitude thanksgiving puts you in a posture of kindness you are kind to others you are generous you know you are readily um available to help them do what god has called them to do you're readily available to help them out in their situation hallelujah Another thing that happens when you begin to give thanks in all circumstances is that you exude goodness and you exude faithfulness. So you begin to show the goodness of God because you know when you begin to give thanks there's no negative thing that can begin to clog your mind that can begin to dominate your thoughts or your actions when you're a person of thanksgiving all that you exude is joy all that you exude is goodness and you also exude faithfulness now how does gratitude and faithfulness uh link together so a grateful person a person who's thankful for what they have um depend on god and so there's a level of trust that they have with god that reminds them that regardless of what is happening god is still faithful and regardless of whether the thing that they're facing is beyond them or they can deal with it in their own strength they know that they can fall back on god that they can fall back on god they can depend on a god who is faithful so in turn they become faithful themselves firstly to god and also to others thanksgiving also makes you a gentle person because of what we talked about earlier when you're patient you are gentle you're not rushing people you're not pushing people you're not shoving things down people's throat to make them align with your agenda you are not dragging people in and out of things trying to get them to do things that they don't feel comfortable doing you become gentle you you nudge people gently you invite people to things you know you you don't force them to do things you actually offer them opportunities to choose you know there's something powerful about allowing people to choose because when they choose they commit but when you um kind of um you know force them to do something then they will only do it while you're looking i'm sure when you were young you you observed this or maybe you did it i think i remember being young and doing this you know when you don't want to do something and someone forces you because they say well the consequences will be this and this if you don't do this so in the moment because you want to save yourself you want to make sure that you're not caught in bad light you do that thing while the person is looking and the moment they look away you turn around and you stop doing it and start doing something else that you want to do and i'm sure you've you've observed children do that and not only children i've seen people do that in the office when the boss is not looking then everyone is out to play when the boss comes everyone aligns with their work and pretends to be 
doing their job. So it's the same, you know, with uh, what I'm talking about here, that when you're a gentle person, people won't have to run around like that to obey you under, you know, a spirit of fear, but they will obey and do the things that you ask them to do because you have won them over through gentleness. So when you're a person of Thanksgiving, you exude gentleness. And finally, when you are a person of thanksgiving, you will be self-controlled. This is very self-explanatory. You know, it links actually to what I've just talked about under gentleness. You will control your um, your anger. You will control your um, need to be in control. You will control your um, attitude towards others. And you will be so fulfilled and self-aware that you will look at others and see that they are just as important as you. And so you will treat them the way you would want to be treated. Self-control is about telling yourself that there are certain things that you would want to do, but you restrain yourself from doing them. You restrain yourself from saying them. So when you are a grateful person and you are being driven by a spirit of gratitude, a heart of gratitude, you live within the confines of self-awareness and self-control. And so you accommodate others and you also accommodate yourself in a healthy manner where others don't feel like they are being uh, treated less than you are treating yourself. I want to move on now and talk about how do we live with true gratitude because it's one thing to say, oh, I'm grateful, but how can we continue living a life of gratitude? So I will give you three things and I will be done today. So the first thing we need to do to live a life of true gratitude is we need to align with the truth. You know, being grateful doesn't mean that you are denying what is going on. Remember, initially I said, through the good and the bad, you give thanks because that's what First Thessalonians says, that we give thanks in all circumstances. So we need to align with the truth, okay? So what is the truth? The truth is that, you know, God is in control and God is a loving father. Whatever the Bible says about who God is, that is the truth. Now, there's a difference between truth and fact. The fact might be that you are facing a very difficult financial situation right now. But the truth is that our God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. I have seen God do it in my own life and in other people's lives. So the truth is different from the fact. So the fact might still stand and we need to acknowledge that it's there. But the truth must always override the fact. The second thing you need to do to live a life of true gratitude is to speak your thanksgiving like you mean it. You know, when you say thank you, um, for what you have done, Lord. Mean it. Let it sound like it's coming from a place that is authentic. Another thing we should learn to do really well is to say thank you to the people in the natural, in our lives, that have been so good to us. You know, people that have stood with us through thick and thin. 
recently I visited uh, my best friend because I went, you know, on a a short break just to unwind, refocus, and also to work on some things that were piling up in terms of work. So it was a working holiday. But one of the things that God challenged me, you know, while I was there, was to actually thank my best friend. Because, you know, it's very easy to take such people for granted and think, oh, you're my best friend, you're my mate. You know, the young people will say, you're my OG. And, you know, you you just take it for granted that they know that you love them and they know that you care about them. But, you know, when you learn to say it, it carries so much power in any relationship. You know, when you say thank you, it does something to the relationship. It does something to the person that you're saying it to. So to live a life of gratitude, let's learn to speak the word thank you. Let's learn to say that, you know, and, um, you know, growing up, we tell off children when they don't say thank you. But sometimes as adults, we are the culprits. We are very bad at saying thank you. So let's be people that are grateful. And number three, and lastly, I'll close with this one. Remember that we have a world that is watching. We have a hurting world that's watching and looking for hope. So if we as believers go into a panic because things are going south or they're going wrong, then where does that leave the world? Because we are the hope of the world. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are put on this earth to bring hope to the world. So we need to understand that we are being watched whether physically or you know by agency someone talks about us in a certain way because of how they've encountered us all that is the world watching us so if you are going to show the world that thanksgiving is a powerful thing and a powerful tool that God has given us to dismantle, um, you know, the spirit of panic, the spirit of hurt, anything that the world could be facing, then we need to walk the talk, you know. We need to be ready, as 1 Peter chapter 3 and 15 says, we need to be ready to explain to the unbeliever why we are doing what we are doing why we are being grateful when the world is going crazy, why we are saying thank you to God when it seems like God has handed us over to the hand of the enemy. We need to be in a position where we model, you know, the tenacity. We model that balance, you know, that we have between the natural and the spirit. Uh, the strength that God gives us to stand in circumstances that could cause the world to be falling apart. So I want you to understand that when we are told that we should give thanks in all circumstances, it's not just the simple thing of thank you. There are things that are drawn to you when you begin to give thanks. I will end by this illustration. You know, as a child or as a parent now, if you're a parent, if you're not a parent, think of your childhood. When your parents would buy you things, you know, new clothes, or they buy you, you know, a new thing uh, for school, whatever it is, when your parent bought you something and you went to say thank you, did you see how their face lit up? Or as a parent, when your child comes to you and says, thank you, mommy, thank you, daddy, even for things that you think, oh, 
you don't have to say thank you, but they come back and say thank you. I must say my kids are very good at doing that. They'll say thank you for everything, including the food that they eat from our table. When they finish eating, they say, thank you, mom, for the dinner. Thank you, dad, for the food. Thank you, Abby, for the food. It depends on who has cooked on that day. But they are grateful. They say thank you. So if you picture yourself as a young person or as a parent, when those words thank you enter your ears, they do something to your heart. They make you want to do more for that person. It's the same with God. When we give thanks to him for the small things and the big things that he does for us. And when we give thanks to him, especially when he's done nothing that we can see with the naked eye, it makes God turn towards us and look at us with favor. So I will end here and I pray that you will remember that gratitude opens doors for greater opportunities, for greater blessings. And that in this month of Thanksgiving, you will remember that God is for you and not against you, even when things look like they are not going in the direction that you think they should. Stand still and give thanks to God and watch him turn your situation around. Remember, a grateful child is attractive to God. I will see you next week when I am joined by my guest in our wisdom conversation here on Rise and Thrive. Keep on living a life of thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Rise and Thrive. I hope it has been of help to you. Feel free to share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Until next time, it's goodbye.